Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Behind the Knife, the surgery podcast. Relevant and engaging content designed to help you dominate the day. Hey, BTK listeners. The weather's getting warmer, the days are getting longer, and that can only mean one thing. It's time for new interns to hit the hospital. Don't worry, though. We've got your back. I'm Shanaz Hassan. And I'm Nina Clark, and this series will give you some practical tips and tricks for dominating your intern year. This is our last episode in this mini-series, and we'll be focusing on some general tips for success during your intern year and beyond. Setting good habits and making a good name for yourself now in the hospital is going to pay off in the long run, and we hope that our tips will help you get there. Let's start off with some just general tips for success on the wards. Shanaz, what's your first big tip for our new interns? I'll say go see your patients, spend time with the patients. This is what you worked the last four plus years towards. As the intern, you may not be always assigned to a case. Your primary role often will be to manage the floor. So you really have the most time to spend with the patients and they'll be relying on you the most to keep them updated and making sure that they're aware of what's going on with their plan. Chances are they'll probably remember you better than anyone else on the team, to be honest. That extra time really goes a long way for these patients in the hospital. They'll really appreciate the company. You're often sitting in the hospital for hours at a time without seeing anyone after the flurry of attendings rounding in the morning. And even the five, 10 minutes that you check on them can make a big difference. I totally agree, Shanaz. I think my next tip is trusting but verifying. You really want to make sure that you're double-checking every bit of information, and there will be a lot of it that you get during the day. Your seniors also will do this, and so it's, it's a good habit to pick up early days in residency. So this means that when a nurse tells you about vitals for a patient you're concerned about, you go up to the room and you double-check the monitor when you walk in, or you remeasure them yourself. When somebody says that the preoperative orders are in on your patient for tomorrow morning, pull it up and make sure that the night before you've seen those orders yourself. If your medical student tells you that the potassium is two, better believe you're gonna check that value before you order repletion that day. People are not out to sabotage you, but we all look at a lot of numbers every single day and it's very, very easy to make mistakes. So double checking is just good practice. This is also a great learning opportunity. I always recommend for interns in every level resident to really look at every single scan. As an intern, you may be just scrolling through it and trying to pick up any pertinent positive as you scroll and then correlating it with the radiology read. But someday soon, you're going to find something that the radiologists didn't. And that's a great opportunity to call and discuss with them and come to a shared understanding. I actually had this happen just the other day where a friend of mine picked up a closed-loop bowel obstruction that wasn't actually even included on the radiology read for her patient. So she was able to call the RADS team, discuss the scan, and scroll through it with them and learn something about her patient that actually drastically changed that patient's management. So I definitely recommend trusting but verifying data that you get. In addition to these two points, I think it's really important to keep in mind to be kind to everyone. Patients, they're in the hospital. They don't know what's going on. They're getting poked in front of it needles all day. 
They're getting information that they might not fully understand because they don't know the medical jargon, holding on to that compassion, even on your long day, with a long way for them. And same goes for everyone that you work with, your nursing colleagues, your co-residents, the staff, security. No one else is actively going to work to try and make your day difficult. No one else is actively going to work necessarily in a bad mood and out to get anyone. But we all have long days. We all have difficult patients. We all have difficult situations. But it doesn't help when you're projecting that to other situations and vice versa. So kindness can go a long way. And this overall making the hospital days a little bit better, even on those tough ones. Yeah, I think if you're butting heads with somebody, it's usually either a difference in the mindset that you have, either you're very worried and they're not or vice versa, or it's just a difference in training. A lot of nurses I've found were trained to ask and confirm specific lab values. And I'm like, why are you patiently about this? And often I think just if you don't understand why somebody is bugging you or if you're disagreeing with somebody, go and have an in-person, ideally, conversation with them. And nine times out of 10, just direct communication can fix these problems and you can all come to a shared understanding and move things forward for your patients. That I think really leads into my next tip, which is just staying humble. Yes, you're the doctor. Yes, you've worked really hard and will continue to work incredibly hard this year to continue to progress in your career. But even the most experienced seasoned surgeons make mistakes and depend on a team to help them do their jobs. Do not let your ego get in the way of you learning every single chance you can from everybody that you can. And trust me, almost every single person in the hospital can teach you something. While you're trying to keep on top of your patients and learning everything you can, the best way to maximize your day is to be flexible. Intern year is chaos. There's no way around it. Can start the day super organized, but then after two new consults, a rapid response, or code later on a day, your list will be half completed and the day will already be halfway done as well. But if you can be flexible, write down the things in a way that keeps you organized, you can maximize the amount of time you have between those busy moments to finish the rest of the work you need to do and make sure the patients are taken care of. Yeah, it's very easy to get behind on work when things are busy on the floor, but you can always sneak in one or two tasks in between those moments of chaos when you have a moment to yourself, and that'll really help you crank through your to-do list. Finally, I think seeking and applying the feedback that you will get throughout this year. Your team is there to support you and help you learn. Use them to the utmost that you can. If you can, send your seniors or the attending that you're planning to scrub with the following day an email with your general surgical plan for your patients and the specific skills that you're interested in working on or questions that you have for a given case. That really helps them to direct your intraoperative teaching towards things you're really working on. Also, I think asking people senior to you on the team to watch you do particular skills and critique you, especially if you can figure out your own pain points. Are you struggling with presentations, specific operative skills? efficiency on your notes, whatever you're struggling with, chances are that person has a method that works for them and they can provide specific feedback on those things as well as their own tips and tricks. I think, you know, the one thing I will say is that harsh feedback does certainly happen in residency and I've heard very good advice as an intern to really ignore a piece of negative feedback the very first time you hear it, but if you've heard it more than once, then that's something to really pay attention to and and reflect on as you start to work on improving throughout your year. I think with feedback, it's important to try and not take it too personally. Otherwise, you'll get bogged on in the negativity of I'm not good enough and you don't really want to go down that rabbit hole. Interneer is hard enough without getting into a negative mind frame. So just take a step back. It's not you. The feedback is just there to help you improve. And it's something that you just need to learn how to do better because you don't know how to be an intern yet. You don't know how to be a doctor in a hospital. And this is where you're learning to do that. 
Speaking of learning how to do things in a hospital, I think we should move on to how to learn into OR because that's another very specific set of skills that a lot of people don't know what to do with right away. Now, as the intern, you don't have to ask to be in a case anymore. In general, if you're on the team and there's nothing else really going on, all the orders are in, all the patients are discharged, you've written the notes for today, you're welcome in the OR. Keep in mind that you probably still will be carrying the floor pager or receiving pages that need to be addressed or consult to figure out whether or not it makes more sense to double scrub or whether you can watch from the back on a stool because it's a laparoscopic or robotic case and you can watch it from the screen. Shanos, I think you mentioned this in one of our earlier episodes in this series, but I really love your idea of just taking five minutes after every case to jot down everything you remember, including setup tools or suture used and steps. I actually make in my online cloud document a procedure note for every single case. And this is where I store, for example, lap coli, the general steps and anatomy pictures that I like that demonstrate the anatomy really well. But also I have everyone in my hospital's method that I've done a coli with, including a picture of where their ports go, the tools that they prefer to use to dissect, whether or not they do an IOC, and their preferred post-operative management plans. So this really helps me to quickly set up and look like I know what I'm doing every case, even when I was an intern and I definitely did not know what I was doing. There's going to be a lot of different aspects in the OR that you'll need to learn over time and you're not expected to learn all of it all at once. With time, as certain steps become second nature to you, such as closing and tying knots and suturing, you'll be able to shift your focus to the next steps, such as what type of suture are you working on? What's the anatomy? How are they closing the anastomosis? Until you gradually build up the entire sense of how to do a procedure skin to skin. But again, this is not all going to happen on day one or even year one. It'll happen over time, but these are initial steps and habits can get you onto that path. Nina, I think we talked enough about the hospital. Let's talk about the work-life balance. We have long days. We have long weeks. You have to figure out what keeps you sane and what keeps you happy while pulling these long days. So find your outlet, find what brings you joy, spend a little time decompressing after work. Yeah, I think decompressing even for just 15 minutes or so after a busy day is really, really helpful and just relaxing a little bit. I biked to work my intern year and that 15 minute bike ride home, it was like often at twilight, the city was beautiful. I wouldn't even listen to music. I would just like very slowly bike home and decompress after these long days. And it was really, really nice to even just have that built in where nobody could bug me. Speaking of where nobody can bug you, vacations are so critical and you will get them actually as an intern even. Just remember to schedule them. I have that same friend that picked up the closed loop bowel obstruction also forgot to mark a vacation on her calendar and actually went into work the first day of her vacation rather than going somewhere fun. So it's very easy to get bogged down in the nuances and craziness that is intern year. To really try hard to schedule vacations, even if it's staying where you're living or visiting family, do something that's separate from work when you have time off. This is something I really still struggle with even five years into this now. I tend to bring work on vacation with me, so I've really been working hard on trying to set away messages on my email, turning my pager off, turning my phone away from, you know, from myself when I'm on vacation, and not setting research or studying goals during vacation weeks so that I really have no pressure when I leave town or even just shut off for a week. I think that's definitely a skill that a lot of us need to learn. I also find it really hard not to bring work on vacation with me. Draw some boundaries. One of my boundaries, for example, at home, I refuse to work while I eat. My meals are just another part of decompression mode for me. In addition, keep in touch with your loved ones. Incorporate that into your schedule. 
your loved ones have got you this far. They're the ones that are so proud of you. Go to your graduations and are cheering for you. They're continuing to cheer for you. And they can be a really great way to touch back into reality. And remember what's important in life. Life doesn't stop when you're in hospital at all. I think in general, intern year is one of the biggest transitions you ever have going into your professional life. It's wildly stressful. It's time consuming. It's often a new place surrounded by brand new people and learning more than you ever thought possible and doing really scary things all at the same time. Get really good at the basics of organization. Lean on your teammates. Learn a little bit every single day and make a small effort to take care of yourself. And before you know it, you'll be showing next year's interns how to order Tylenol. With that, uh, we have concluded this mini intern bootcamp. Go dominate intern year. Be sure to check out our website at www.behindthenife.org for more great content. You can also follow us on Twitter at Behind the Knife and Instagram at Behind the Knife Podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a review. Content produced by Behind the Knife is intended for health professionals and is for educational purposes only. We do not diagnose, treat, or offer patient-specific advice. Thank you for listening. Until next time, dominate the day.